Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of He Said, He Said, He Said. I'm your boy, Alvin, and I'm glad to be here for another weekend, and I hope everybody's doing well. Um, it is spring, and I'm feeling spring, and I'm looking spring, and I'm glad to spring into this show. Well, without further ado, everybody, I'm going to bring in our our um, co-host tonight for the catch-up. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Vosh Bodhi and Mr. Jacques Whitfield. How you doing, guys? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. Happy yeah. Friday. <laughs> Love the sir. Thank you. Thank you. All the visual Thank you. Yes. Thank you. If you know me, then you know that one of the things that make me feel happy is changing how I look. My wardrobe. That makes me happy. It tells people a lot about me. It, it really does. Yeah. So you guys are doing well? We are. Yeah. I'm glad it's Friday. Uh, okay. It seems like it... it, it, it it seems like the weeks keep progressing quicker and quicker and quicker. Okay. Um, because I swear, like, we were just on, like, two days ago. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been very busy. We've had a couple of weeks of some major stuff going on. Um, we've had two mass killings, okay, in the last two weeks. And there's been a lot of targeting going on. And I know I've been talking to you guys about it. But um, there's been a lot of uh, hate crime in the Asian community. And so, you know, I just wanted to talk about that a bit uh, um, because we talk about it. So, you know, and I know Vash and I have had a lot of conversation about it. So, um, and I know there's something that he wants to share. <laughs> <laughs> so share, Vash. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, it's so disturbing to watch all of this like anti-Asian uh, activity going on. I mean, I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I have a rainbow tribe of friends from all walks of life, all mm -hmm. ages, all ethnicities, and I have a lot of Asian friends. And to see the world uh, be so violently and openly violent against them is really disturbing. And especially when I see that it's actually Black people being uh, disrespectful and aggressive towards Asian people. Because I'm not sure that people really know this, but the Chinese and the black communities really do have a tight bond. Um, back in the days right after slavery, when whites were not wanting, well, first of all, right after slavery, when labor was not free, Chinese people were trying to be used in the fields, you know, as cheap labor. Well, they mm -hmm. were not having it. <laughs> they mm -hmm. weren't having it. So mm -hmm. uh, they left and decided to open stores. Mm -hmm. And right after being freed, whites in the segregated South did not want to have anything to do with Blacks. So allowing them into mm -hmm. the same stores, et cetera, was not acceptable. So it was the Chinese that actually served the black people in the South, especially in, in Mississippi. And they also served the white population. I mean, it was a time when over 70% of the populations were being served by a very tiny Chinese population. I mean, they gave credit to blacks when they didn't have money and people just floated, et cetera. So there was, there's a really amazing synergy. A lot of blacks would not have survived without Chinese. So that connection really needs to be honored. 
Okay. You know, in listening to you, first of all, I didn't know that there were a lot of uh, black people targeting Asians. I didn't know that. And hello, Derwin. Hello. <laughs> hello, Keith. <laughs> How you guys doing? Um, I didn't know that, Vosh. So you just told me something that I didn't know about. I didn't know about that. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, when uh, we say a lot, can we quantify a lot? Because I mean, my 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 impression is that this is just yet another chapter of you know systemic racism that is fueled by and through white supremacy. Um, black people did not yeah. create the Chinese Exclusion Act. White people did. I mean, and, and these recent acts of violence in Atlanta um, that was perpetrated by a white person. That person was not black. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you, Vosh, uh, that there is a historic connection between the Chinese community and the African American community. I also think that we get to, uh, you know, pull back the layers and we find out where the roots of all of this anti anti Muslim, anti Black, anti Asian, anti Hispanic. That's all rooted in white supremacy. So yes, uh, I think it's a marvelous opportunity for us as a com as communities of color to pull together and for our white allies to pull together to create a better world. But you know, from when I look at the genesis of all of this, it stems from white male patriarchal white supremacist uh, concepts and philosophies that have really divided communities of color, color and have us pitted against one another. And so I think this is the opportunity, like you're saying, Bosch, for us to come together and really check ourselves uh, because you know what is good for one community of color can be good for all of us. Um, but I, I think we only achieve, and we look at even the mass national election. I mean, it was through a concerted, literal rainbow coalition that elected Biden Harris, not being political, but being political. You know, I think you know if we want okay. to get progressive agendas. We really need to learn how to work together. Well, if I can address what you've said, Norm, uh, what you've said, Jacques. Uh, Sure. Yes, the I checked in with you know a Chinese friend of mine because I'm like oh all of this is really white people and she was like well there is a historic uh, you know sort of I don't want to say rivalry but rift between blacks and Chinese and that which really made me sort of sort of dig deep to try to find this and in my research uh, getting back to the Chinese in the South when automation happened and jobs were, were more scarce and people were really poor, those Chinese stores suddenly became easy target for the poor people to rob them to get by. So we can even see historically where there's been sort of like that the antagonism uh, that some roots are in economics, some of them are in supremacy, white supremacy that has actually had people fighting against one another. Um, so there are many factors that that play in but you know i'm just giving us all the the notion that we are much stronger together well Agreed. you know like, well, like, so like you. i said i didn't know that black people were targeting asians but what i want to say is what about those black people who feel like you know Asians come to, to the United States and they get more opportunities um, than they do. I'm not advocating hate or anything like that, but I think that can go both ways. I don't I think, think you're that, right, Alvin. I mean, I, think, I don't yeah, think that's absolutely. like a, a one-sided thing. And what about 
those people who will say that, well, during the Black Lives Matter movement, I don't know, but I didn't see many Asians in any of those pictures. And so what do you say to those oh, people? Wow. What do you say to those people? Uh, which people? Black people who feel that way. Who that, feel that, that, that Asians don't support their need for equality or to end hate or to stop violence. What, what do you uh, say to them? I would say look deeper because they are there. Um, I've seen them. And when we talk about people, Asian people coming in to this country and actually uh, achieving success, well, they also work hard. And the not knowing about their indignations, one of the things that's been so surprising to me is to watch news reporters when they have Asian news reporters come on and talk about the violence that the Asian community has been enduring, but just silently, they're just gobsmacked to, to really learn the depth of the violence that's been in that community from the beginning. So we've not really known. The face of racism has been black people for the most part. And we are learning in these days that black people don't own the victimization of racism. We are just part of that rainbow that is you know, victimized by it. And now's a good time for everyone to realize that we're all kind of trying to knock on that same, you know, on different doors of the same building. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you can say black lives matter before and got upset when people said, oh, all lives matter, you should be able to stand up right now and say Asian lives matter and really understand that that's where we need to put our focus hmm. for right now. And then we can get back I, to- I, I, I agree with you. I also agree that again, uh, I, I, that we get to acknowledge the lived experience of all people. Okay. Um, and Alvin, to your point, there have been the lived experience of African-Americans who have felt uh, marginalized, discriminated, disenfranchised by certain Asian cultures. I think that is real. I think it's not a binary situation of this versus that. I think it's really uh, a situation there are lots of multiple and competing truths. And I think it's important for us to, to acknowledge and recognize all of those lived experiences. And then as Vosh was saying, find a way that we can come together as a collective. Uh, yeah. But I think when you, you know, because I mean, we only need to refer to incidents mm -hmm. that happen in LA and uh, New York in terms of how um, certain Asian uh, establishments perceived black people, perceived mm -hmm. them as being, you know, uh, you know, uh, criminals and perceived them as being the bad element. And, and also when you look at urbanization and when you look at gentrification and are black people allowed to own businesses in their own community? And when you look and to see which of those um, uh, groups are getting those small business loans to open those grocery stores and to open those stores within black and brown communities, it has been Asian and yes, they work hard, but all of us work hard. So I think that that, that work mm -hmm. ethic is mm -hmm. a throwback of colonialism yeah. to say yeah. that black people are lazy and that these people work harder than black people and therefore they are entitled to, uh, you know, all of us are black men, we all work hard. Um, hard. You know, there are lots yeah. of people who work hard and I think the work ethic in and of itself does not explain the institutional racism that has existed on this continent for the last four centuries. So I think the, the, the solution uh, is complex and I think it requires us to bring in all of these lived experiences and then again, find ways in which we are more common 
uh, that we that which we are more alike than unalike in the words of Dr. Maya Angelou and find a way to work together because I agree with you, Vash, that we are stronger together um, and that uh, that this is the way that we have to move forward in order to move forward in a collective and collaborative way. And yes, it's going to be difficult, but we can do hard things. Well, look, I know that this topic can go on and I think we should have a show about it. You know, just uh, we, we, we're going to talk amongst ourselves to figure out what we're going to say. But, um, but before we leave the catch up, I want to tell our audience that tonight we have a special feature because we want to hear from you. And we're calling that <laughs> what y'all say. And so there's going to be a segment where we're going to read your comments. Um, we're going to talk about the art of happiness. And we're going to um, basically talk about three questions that we have. So any of your comments, we're going to see them. If we don't respond to you right then, we're definitely going to get to you in what y'all say. All right. So without further ado, let's go into our topic of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the art of happiness. <laughs> It Ooh. sounds like you're happy already. <laughs> I'm happy already. Okay, I'm happy already. So look, like I said, we have three questions. And happiness is important to us. And we all get it in different ways. So the first question that we're going to talk about tonight is, um, what does happiness mean to you? What does it mean mm -hmm. to you? What, what does being happy mean? Okay. <laughs> it means a lot of things to me. I, I have to tell you, when we started like thinking about this topic, one of the things that came to me about being happy where I am right now is helping people. It's helping people be better than they they are, pulling things out of people to make to to rise them as opposed to putting them down or leaving them stagnant. That, that that's something that makes me very happy right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. Well, I mean, in terms of my definition of happiness, I had to think about this because I knew that this, you know, we were talk about the art of happiness. For me, happiness is when there's a little bit of laughter and a lot of love flowing freely in, through, and around me. Mm -hmm. That's how I would define happiness for myself. Now, when we get to talking about what makes me happy, uh, well, that would be a little bit more revealing. Hmm. But, <laughs> I was sorry. Right. I was sorry. High end. I was like, ah. right. <laughs> there's a lot well, of things yeah. that make me happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is happy and joy the same? Are they the same thing? I think they're different. So that's what I was just getting ready to uh, to share my definition of happiness. Happiness to me is a feeling. Joy is a way of being. And for me, um, I strive to have joy in my life, even through difficult situations. Mm -hmm. uh, but happiness for me is the feeling where joy is the state of being that I get to own no matter. I think that happiness is a choice. And we know that cliche, happiness is a decision, mm -hmm. and which I agree because I believe that you can set your mind uh, and focus your mind uh, to create whatever feeling you are desiring. But joy to me is that internal, um, that internal essence, that infinite essence, that infinite energy that creates happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, so I look at them differently, Alan. 
Um, well, I I know I keep saying that I don't want to do this, but I really agree with you. <laughs> I really agree with you. But um, when I really think about happiness, I I think about being content. I think about being in a safe place. I think about being in control of me. Th- those three things kind of kind of make me happy and it, it, it speaks to who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It speaks to who I am. It speaks to who I am. Yeah, yeah. Now, as Voss just alluded to, there's some things that really make me happy that some I can't talk on this show, but <laughs> but but there are things that in terms of happiness, as Jacques said, they are a choice. But sometimes you can't see the the vision that, that's in front of you, the, the happiness in front of you when you're working through something. You know what I mean? You, you can't see it. So, you know, for me, uh, and I've, I've grown when I was younger, things made me happy. Like I loved, you know, nice cars. I love nice clothes. I still love nice clothes. Mm-hmm. However, um, in, in the season space that I'm in now, in the fabulous 50s, mm-hmm. um, I find that experiences make me, experiences and experiences with people make me happy make me happier than things because I've learned, I've, I've had things and I've lost things. And you know, uh, that's been uh, its own cycle and that, that, that's a whole other show. <laughs> but in terms of what, what truly brings me joy, what gives me happiness is having meaningful experiences with people that I cherish, with people that I love. And I know that um, my life coach has the 10-year rule and Bosch, uh, our resident transformational expert, you're probably familiar with the 10-year rule. If it, um, it, whenever you're facing a decision, you ask yourself, mm-hmm. hey, well, will this matter in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And um, a thing like buying that car, in 10 years, the car is gonna be outdated uh, mm-hmm. or you know obsolete but creating a beautiful experience with people in 10 years, I will remember that. Mm -hmm. I will cherish that. Um, That will continue to bring me joy. Um, And and so I've seen myself grow and change over the years that Mm -hmm. where I used to be very, very, um, you know, just like the classic bougie plastic, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, consumer, I'm now centered into this more, I want to create meaningful experiences. Mm-hmm. And that I find uh, is what makes me happy today. Well, first of all, Jacques, you got a whole bunch of fans right now. Um, you got a whole bunch of fans. Um, Kay, Kay agrees with you. And Keith just made a comment that um, what makes him happy is his music. He writes, mm-hmm. he, he, he writes music playing the piano he sings and he teaches. So music is very important in, in, in his life. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, uh, since we talked about what happiness means to us, can we talk about how do we pursue happiness? Yes. Hmm. Well, I mean, getting back to sort of what Jacques said earlier was that's a choice. I mean, so you sort of make the choice that you want to be happy and then pursue that. Is that what you mean? 
or like what are the steps that you, you know well yeah what are your steps for pursuing happiness i mean because i'm sure how i pursue happiness versus how jacques pursues happiness mm-hmm. is different from how you, you pursue happiness well for me what really makes me happy ideally is is being in a creative space right i, I love to be creatively challenged uh, which could either be from an adventure standpoint or just modifying something to create something brand new on the planet. Those are the things that that really intrigue me. So regardless of what I'm presented with, my brain is always trying to find a way to sort of make that new, uh, better, new and improved. Um, and that really engages me. So I like mm-hmm. to just use my brain and, and be engaged that way. So. I choose to do that all the time. Go ahead. Uh, Lately, I've been in the I've been in a space that I've been finding happiness in the simple things. Like I love spring rains. I, I, I'm in North Carolina right now. You guys know Cal, California does not have spring rain. So yes. like it was raining yesterday evening. I went out in the rain and I was just like a kid, and it was just. I was just in an absolute state of bliss. It was, it was like, I'm sure there were neighbors watching me. They're like, oh, that guy's either high or like really weird. He's out in the rain, just all like this. But it was amazing. And and for me, and again, at this age, uh, experience and creating experiences. Um, Alvin, you said something in terms of, uh, and, and Bosh, you co-signed in terms of happiness being uh, the result of a choice. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I think we can in we can set our intentions to be happy every single day, no matter what's going on. You know, I'm in a situation where I'm taking care of my mom. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I know you're in a similar situation. And so when those days are difficult and you're like, oh, my God, I can't reach for the tequila because it's too far. I need to make myself happy right now. Yeah. Yes. And then I, I go to a space that, oh, my God, I remember when my mom used to read this book to me, or I remember when we did, you know, uh, when we went on a trip and when, and, and when you're just, I find myself really creating my intention to, to make those moments yes. and, or us enjoying like popcorn. I go make popcorn. I'm like, Hey mom, let's have some popcorn. And we're just like two kids. And to me, that is, I was happier in that moment than I was when I got my seven series BMW that I later had to sell you know what i mean so mm-hmm. things don't do it for me now i am not a thing guy clothes i still like clothes alvin you know, so <laughs> <laughs> having said that but I, was, I still don't freak out like i have to have the new blah blah, blah yeah. election you know mm-hmm. if i get it in a season or two it's all good but then again it, it really is about what 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 experiences make me happy and human connection mm-hmm. human connection um, really, yeah, that that brings me a lot of joy. I gotta sh- share a story about my my sister has stage four cancer, and because I go to church and I sing, I would always tell my sister through some of her darkest moments, you know, you just have to find some peace inside of you, and you just have to find something that that will make you happy. And for years, she thought I was saying to her you need to go to church. But all I was saying is, you know, in your situation, find a place that that you can think about something that that makes you feel good. 
And it put a lot of friction between us, I think. But right now, that's her thinking process. And even though she has some, my sister's the strongest person in the world. Her cancer has done more things to her body than I've ever seen done to anybody that I've actually seen. But now her outlook is joy. Mm. She thanks she thanks the world for like, you know, waking up every day. And she loves social media. Social media has really helped her stay connected and tell her story. And I just love that part of that. So I'm glad that, 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 that we got past that. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Hey, Alman and Vash, there was a question earlier um, and someone posed the question, can someone make you happy? Um, yeah, I, that was Brandon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon, yeah. for that, because I think there's a lot of it. So yeah. I've grown in that as well. But I, yeah. I would love to hear what you guys' perspective is on that. Well, first and foremost, I think someone can make you happy. I'm just going to say that before I get dive deep into it. To, to answer his question is, I think someone can, but ultimately you have to want to be happy. Yeah, I mean, but I think in some way we've all said that what makes us happy is being around people that we love. I mean, to me by default, that's someone making you happy or at least contributing to your happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so being a word nerd, I will say it's someone contributing to your happiness mm -hmm. because I don't believe any one individual can make me happy or make me unhappy because that would require me to give up my power and I'm never get. I used to be in that space that oh, I want to be with this person because they're going to make me happy or when that person broke my heart or I broke their heart or it was mm -hmm. whatever and yeah. then like that person did that but I found that that was just a lot of victim language for me and so now when I'm, I'm single but if I were to ever get in a relationship and if I would ever get married again, I would I would completely rewrite the vows to say, I am responsible for my happiness and you are responsible for your happiness. And I appreciate this journey that we're going on together. But my happiness is my responsibility. And I, I realized like over, I ruined relationships, honestly, because I put so much burden on the other person, like you're supposed to make me feel this type of way. And it's like, no, that, I, and, and at this age in my life, I realized, no, that was entirely my responsibility. And, and why would I even want to give someone that power to make me happy or not make me happy? So again, in, 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 in these fabulous fifties, a lot is changing for me. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. changing for the better that it's serving mm -hmm. me. But yeah, I, I, I love that question, Brandy. Thank you for that. Um, but that really is, I, I, I think while they may contribute, definitely no one can make me happy or unhappy. Well, I think but, I, I interpreted from a completely different perspective. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a deep yeah. unhappiness place yeah. and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Friday night <laughs> and you know, I had a rough day. I'm calling Paula because Paula's going to make me happy. We will have a good time and let's go out. As opposed so, yeah. you know, thank you. <laughs> I thought you would appreciate that deep perspective. No, I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. As Mark said, when you're in a dark place, you know, yeah, I get that. Yes, but yes. Uh, no, I, to, Van, to Brandy's point, I think, oh, oh my goodness. Okay, it's live TV, everybody. My camera on, fell because my, your shirt. I'm talking with my hands yes. and I'm back. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone can make you happy. <laughs> I think I think people that can made me happy. to that. Yeah. That's and that Alvin see, has made us all happy. Made you happy. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Alvin. Sorry yes. about that, everybody. <laughs> well, everybody wants to borrow your um your your ten year rule. So yes. come to he said. He said, he said live on Facebook and let Jacques know who you are and he'll send you all the information. Okay. Absolutely. Sure okay. okay. <laughs> well, we got one more question. Cool. Okay. And and it's um, what are your essential needs to be happy? What do you need to be happy? In this pandemic, I need a good Wi-Fi connection. That's what I need. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> baby, I need to simple sometimes. Amazon Prime, maybe. Clearly, okay, and some glue on my camera. Okay, yeah. now, yeah. that's a good question, but that's a, Alvin, that's a deep question, also, because of course, there's a part of me that would say the only thing I need, yeah, well, no, you know what, I need, I need human connection. Human connection okay. really makes me happy. That's essential. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I am not a lone wolf kind of character in any way, shape, or form. And connection with people and laughter um, really makes me happy. So you go back to saying that someone can make you happy. Someone contributes to my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> because I ultimately make the decision. Be happy. Yes, you do. You do. You do. You really do. <laughs> I love these guys. I yes. 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 Someone yes. can make you happy. Yes. 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 Someone has contributed <laughs> quite a bit to making me happy, but uh, yeah, no. Like Alvin said, that's another show. When you when you talk about a need and something that's essential to your happiness, I think words come up for me. Like I like consistency, and you know I I have to have it. I rather anybody who's around me just be consistent. Just be and over these last twelve months with COVID and being confined to my home. I have I've had a lot of time to think about my happiness, okay, or what matters to me most, so that I would be happy, be happy, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. wow. So essentially, is there anything else that you all need? <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to start nothing. I'm just saying, you know, like a glass of wine right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that would make you right, happy. So, <laughs> for sustain deep. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but every, everything on. else is energy because I used to say I needed money to make me happy. Yeah. But I realized since money, since abundance is energy, mm-hmm. and if I'm, you know, vibrating at the right frequency, that that energy will come to me, will be attracted into my life. So I realized, again, that's an internal um, issue as well. So no, I, th- I think human connection is is the greatest thing and everything flows from that for me. Well, did you read Rodney's uh, comment? <laughs> Y'all are killed. He yeah. said not to be te- tested. This past year requires surrendering a lot of stuff that gave me joy and release. A lot yeah, of but, us, Rodney, a lot yeah. of us, a lot of yeah. us had that. A lot but of you us know what, when you, but Alvin, so mm-hmm. when, 
and like Rodney said, when mm -hmm. we gave those things up and we found that we could survive without them because we had to, it was it gave me a new way of being. It's like, well, I thought that was important until I literally couldn't have it anymore. And now mm -hmm. that I don't have it and my life is fine, I realized mm -hmm. it wasn't really, it was more of a want than a need because the, the my whole definition of needs changed during the pandemic, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and for me and for my children and just, you know, my whole circle, it, you know, I, I, I like the way we have become or what we are evolving to become. And I hope when people say, I want to get back to normal, I want to get back to normal. I don't want to go back to all of the normal stuff because I think that some stuff needed to be left in the past, but um, yeah. Again, I don't I don't know what Norma is. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, that, that's another conversation too. <laughs> conversation. Well, I'm finding that I need kindness. Mm. Like I need kindness and to see people being responsible to and for one another. Uh, this pandemic has really shown me uh, this rift between people who are willing to think about other people and people who are not. And I seek out things like on the internet, uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, where there are entities being kind to other entities. And that seems to refuel me. So I need more of that. That's an essential yeah. for me. I need to yeah. see more of that. Well, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. For those who, are tu who tuned in after we started, we have a new segment. And the new segment is called What Y'all Said. We, we, we want to read your comments and respond to you. And we're glad that, um, that you're a part of this because many of you have wrote in or called us and said, this is something that you want to do. So we're going to read your comments and we're going to respond to them. Are you guys ready? If there are questions, if there are questions. If not, we're, just gonna, we're gonna recognize you and you can ask more questions for the next 10 minutes. How about that? How about that? Are we good? That's good. Okay, let me see. And can I add to that? Uh -huh. um, you know, we put something out on our Facebook page for people to respond uh, in video so we can potentially include them into the show. And we're going to be doing that again, but we're gonna be doing it in a way that makes it much, much easier for people to respond. Cause we wanna not only hear your voices and see you, and answer your questions. We want to feel connected to you. So uh, if you have not already gone to Facebook and liked our Facebook page and or gone to Instagram and you know followed us on Instagram, please do so because we do want to be as connected with you as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that, uh, we did get someone who responded to our question on Facebook, not by video, but an email. So I want to make sure that we honor Scott Luscious who did email us. At hey, Scott. Yes, hey, indeed. Um, you know, our email address is he said, he said, he said live at Gmail. And we asked, what makes you happy? That was mm -hmm. what we asked on Facebook. And Scott said, relaxing on beaches makes me happy. Makes so, happy. you know, sun in the sand, drink in your hand, girl with a fan. Sounds good. Scott, that's good. Scott, I can't wait. I can't wait to do that too. Okay, <laughs> so <us>. cool. <laughs> and hopefully it's the same beach because maybe I'll meet you somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So yes. let me see what we have here. Well, we have Rose, Rose Settles, Ro Rosalie Settles. Mm -hmm. And Rose sent us the um uh the uh the note last week that you read, Vosh. Really? 
Yes, that, that is Rose. That is hey, Rose. Hey, Rosalie. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hey. Yes, indeed. We made you famous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. That was so, the, the words were so beautiful and we so appreciate them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And mm -hmm. she's been saying more things in the feed as well. Not only does she like the 10 year concept rule, um, mm -hmm. but she also nice. let us know that she agrees with Jacques that we are responsible for creating our own happiness and that people can add to and enhance your happiness adding some sugar and spice. And you know, we like that. That's nice. We, we, we like sugar and spice. That's good. We, 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 we like that. Yes. <laughs> and she was funny. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Let me see. Kay, Kay, you said something here about 750L Turbo. Yes. That's a BMW, baby. Yeah, but I need Kay to speak to that because I want to know what she's she doing. Probably, it was probably in reference to my comment when I bought yes. my 750IL in terms of what makes me happy. The car did, no, no, no lie, when I drove the car and I went to pick up my kids, they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was great while it lasted. The thing <laughs> is, it's a thing. It doesn't last. And eventually right. you get mm -hmm. those maintenance bills for that 750L and I'm like, oh yeah, you can come get this. <laughs> so yeah. Well, there, there you have it. I know nothing about cars. I drive a luxury car and my six-year-old godson had to tell me how to use it because the car I had before that was 24 years old. Oh, wow. And, and he, I didn't even know how to start the, uh, the, the, the radio. Wow. And he had to show me that. Okay, so no wonder I didn't know what Kate was talking about. Okay, okay, okay. okay. There, there you have it. We, we uh, have Alma on here too. We from love the, Alma. Uh, Ask Alma show. Hey, Alma. Yes. Hey, hey, Alma. Alma. Thanks for joining us. And for those of you, uh, <laughs> Alma has her show on Tuesday nights. We want to cross promote because we love Alma. Ask Alma. You want to jump? Yeah. Isn't that the Alma that has Ask Alma? Yes. Yes, it is. Here she just asked the question. Well, what she said was that uh, she was, you know, acknowledging my friend Paula and how I call Paula to add to my happiness. <laughs> Everybody needs a good Judy, and Paula is my good Judy. Alma, you sound like you're somebody's good Judy. <laughs> hey, Alma, hey, <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Hey, Kay. We love y'all too. We responded yes. to your love for cars a little while ago, Kay. <laughs> yes, indeed. I know nothing now, about that. <laughs> earlier, Rodney said, when we were talking about what makes you happy, mm -hmm. Rodney said, working in my craft and having that eureka moment, creating mm -hmm. content and seeing mm -hmm. it come to life mm -hmm. as I envisioned it. Mm -hmm. It goes for me, pure joy, mm -hmm. happiness. That's amazing. And I would like to know more about what you do on Rodney. So you should comment and let us know on our Facebook page or on Instagram. Let us know what's going on with you because who knows, maybe we might want to bring you on the show and have you talk to us about it, share it with the world. Well, I have to tell you, I know Rodney from seeing him on the dance floor. And, okay. and, and, and all I can say, first of all, he's a vision. Okay, I'm gonna say that, I'm gonna say he's a vision. Okay. But he is an impeccable dresser and he's a nice person. I think I've seen him out and about for the last, wow, 30 years. Mm -hmm. He has not changed. So, Rodney, thank you for your support. And I'm glad that you're here. I appreciate it. Good, good to see you. But come on the show. 
Yeah, let us know what's happening. I always love it when creative people are doing something that they really, really love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and bringing it to fruition is key. Yeah, he's he's one. Come on, y'all. We want to hear from y'all. Y'all been talking, and you we want to hear what y'all say. First of all, what do y'all think of the show? How about that? Are we putting <laughs> ourselves out there too much? Okay, we got we got five minutes, and we want to hear from you. So, what do you think of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, here they come. <laughs> hey, JJ. <laughs> DJ extraordinaire. <That's> so <laughs> wow. Wow. I want to hear from some of my people because I know I have people who are watching this show in Abu Dhabi, in the Netherlands, out in California, up in Canada, in Florida, in South and Central America. Uh, so nice. at some point in time, you people, come on now. Andale. That's yeah. in Spanish, y'all. That's Spanish. Because we want to see all of your comments. <laughs> hey, Bobby, thank you for the kudos. Um, Bobby is also another person who I just call and say, hey, what's up? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Am I getting it right? Are we getting it right? And he don't sugarcoat anything. Okay, so I love you for it. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Hey, Sean, from North Carolina. Ooh. Monica's on the show. Come on now, people. Okay, y'all love the show. I love it. That's really great. Well, let me ask a question of the of everyone who's out there since they're commenting. Do you guys consider yourself to be happy people? Let me know in the comments. Do you consider yourselves, and you guys, do you consider yourselves to be happy people? Mm -hmm. That's a great yeah. question. That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. Right on. Hmm. Well, I do. I consider myself to be a happy person. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to be here with you guys. I'm I was happy to be here with you. Exactly. I'm happy about what we're creating. Oh, look what Keith said. Keith said the show is exactly great. Is is actually great. It's good to hear from you guys. I look forward to it every Friday. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, my folks from Amsterdam have That's replied. right. That's a jam <laughs> from Amsterdam. Come on, Jan. Come yes. on out. <laughs> hey, baby. Love you. Thank you for tuning in. Wow. So good to see you. Uh, and he's an amazing artist. Uh, we'll have to here. link him. Yeah, okay. we'll have to. Hey, Scott. We'll have to link you on to some, some of Jan's art. He's an amazing artist and loves to sculpt black men. So that's actually kind of fantastic. <laughs> Sean said, yes, like Aretha. So damn, so damn so happy. happy. I oh. love that. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, we got someone from Antigua. Bernard Francis, um, yes, more so now than I was before COVID-19. I know that's right. I yeah. know that's right, Bernard. I know that's right. <laughs> Derwin, okay. I just I love that you all are on this show at 7 o'clock on a Friday night listening to three seasoned Black men, okay, <laughs> give our opinion, have conversations, and engage you. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, wow. hey, look, thank you for your comments. Again, this is a segment that we're going to do every week. What y'all said. I'm going to say that so ghetto. What y'all said. Yes. What y'all said. Okay, what y'all said. <laughs> I think we spell it all as one word. It's just what y'all said. What y'all said. Yeah. What y'all said. <laughs> so as we've been doing this whole month, we have been celebrating Black excellence in the light of um, National Women's Month. And so tonight, on this last night 
of our show running for the month of March. We're going to uh, highlight who we consider female trailblazers. All right. Yes. So without further ado. <laughs> well, I'm going to start if you guys don't mind. I'm going to start you, because you go I right want to go and talk about what I think is like one of the original black female trailblazers, Miss Harriet Tubman. <laughs> you know, okay. if you talk about blazing a trail and cutting a trail, leading a trail, this is she. So Harriet Tubman <laughs> was born in March of what, 1822, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and at 27 is when she actually escaped being enslaved, made her way up to the great city of Philadelphia where she found her freedom. And then a year later, she went back to actually free, um, started with her family members, and then she freed up to about 70 people on her own before mm -hmm. joining forces with other organizations. Mm -hmm. But we all kind of know that. I mean, whether you learned it in during Black History Month or seen the great movie Harriet. Uh, but I'm going to tell you a couple of things that you may not have known. Uh, during the time of her helping people be get freed, Harriet would often use song to actually tell people how to go about finding their way out to join up with her. So she was a lyricist, you know what I mean? <laughs> I doubt if she got publishing, but she was a lyricist. Uh, during her military service, she helped cure dysentery. She used her knowledge of herbs and plants to actually create a cure. So she was actually a healer. And it turned out that she was the first black woman to lead a combat assault under the command of Colonel James Montgomery in 1863. So she was a soldier. She was so many things and cleared the way for freedom for, I think, almost, well, they say over 3,000 people. That's a lot of folks. That's a lot of people. That's so I people. celebrate mm -hmm. Harriet Tubman and this Black Excellence Female Trailblazers. Thank you, Vos. Thank you, Harriet Thank you, Tubman. Vos. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think I am up next. And this person who I feel is, um, you know, my trailblazer, all of you know who she is, Miss Whoopi Goldberg. And let me be honest, I had a conversation with, my, with our producer and we were just talking about actresses and whatnot. And it took me to a place when I first met Whoopi Goldberg. Or, or knew of Whoopi Goldberg. I can't lie, I've never met Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> but um, I've never met her. <laughs> but um, in 1984, um, Whoopi Goldberg had a one woman show. Yes. And that one woman show changed my life because it was during the time when I was trying to find who I was. It was during the time of the uh, AIDS, epidemic. AIDS epidemic, I'm sorry. And Whoopi Goldberg was one of the first celebrities that I saw on the front lines to fight the pandemic or equal, equal rights for um, the LGBT community. And I just fell in love with her. And as I watched her over the years and after having a conversation with, with some folks, Whoopi changed the game in Hollywood because we were so used to seeing Hollywood using glamorous women and putting glamorous women in, in, in roles that we never saw someone that looked like us. And Whoopi changed the game on that. Whoopi made it possible for people like Halle Berry to do Monsters Ball. 
She made it possible for and be recognized for it. People like, um, oh, I'm going to screw her name up. But her last name is Sidibe. And she played Precious. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say that. I'm going to screw that. I'm going to screw that. I'm not going to do that. But Whoopi is also the first African American and female who has an EGOT. She has a Tony. She has a Grammy. She has an Academy Award. And she has a, um, an Oscar. She's the only black female who has that. Not the only woman of color. But anyway, Whoopi Goldberg just touched me because the AIDS epidemic was so powerful in my life. And to see her on the front lines and paving the way for for people, for the LGBT community to fight the epidemic, and then to see where we are now, I do give Whoopi a lot of credit for that. So my trailblazer is... Whoopi Goldberg. Hey, Whoopi. Yeah, well done. Yay, Whoopi. Well done. And rounding things off, it's time for me to introduce my trailblazer is none other than my grandmother, Ida Van Smith. And this is a picture of my grandmother in front of her plane. Uh, she had a Cessna. So when I was in the third grade, I was a student at St. Francis de Sales here in North Carolina, and we had show and tell. And um, I was so excited because I was, I got to share, it was show and tell with an emphasis on your family. So I stood up in my third grade class and I said, so my grandmother is an, uh, a pilot. Uh, she's one of the first uh, black uh, female pilot, licensed pilots in the United States. Um, and she's got a television show in New York. And you know, I just went on and on and on and on and on. And you can imagine what I got. Uh, as a result of sharing that, I actually got detention because my teacher, who was Sister Mary Joachim at the time, said, you know that there are no women flying planes, especially a colored woman. And, you know, your uh, grandmother does not have a television show. So I was very distraught when I went home, told my mom, my mom called her mom, my grandmother. And of course, turnabout is fair play. My grandmother flew her plane from New York. Uh, down to North Carolina, and it took our entire third grade class, including Sister Mary Jo Kim, may she rest in heaven, and uh, gave my <laughs> gave my whole class uh, airplane rides on a plane. So my wow. grandmother uh, is a, a distinguished educator for the state of New York, and when she was about to get her doctorate degree, she mm-hmm. finally realized she wanted to live her life's ambition, was which is to become not only become an airline pilot, but also to expose. Um, brown children to the field of aviation. So in 1967, my grandmother established the Ida Van Smith Flight Clubs. They were all across the Eastern Seaboard and in the Caribbean that exposed um, children of color uh, to the field of aviation. And she's had many people go through her program, including uh, folks who ultimately ended up uh, piloting the space shuttle. Uh, My grandmother has an exhibit at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Uh, she was honored by the Tuskegee Airmen and given the distinction of an honorary Tuskegee Air person. Um, and my grandmother has transitioned and she is in heaven flying planes. And so uh, I wanted to honor my grandmother as someone who was iconic and a trailblazer who touched my life and is the reason that I am who I am right now. So salute to you, Mommy Smith. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Fantastic. You know, guys, 
first of all, thank you both for partaking in, in this special month of honoring women because uh, we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback about it and it's been all positive. Someone even said that they stay on the show to watch this segment. And so thank you. And, and, and uh, Jacques, you ended on such a beautiful tribute to your family, man. I love it. I love it. I love, yeah. it. I love it. Okay, Alma said, kudos to your grandma. She is amazing. That happened to my son. The teacher put him in timeout when he said he was at the White House. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The struggle continues. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that people would still think that in this day and age, well, I guess there are still times when people are having their yeah. first experiences yeah. as black people, but you know, Obama, hello. There are lots of black people in the exactly. house. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello all day. No, and, and one of my grandmother's best friends was Shirley Chisholm. And I remember wearing a Shirley Chisholm for president button in 1972. Gosh, I am seasoned. Um, yes. And anyway, I got detention for that, for being a communist. Because oh, wow. who would vote for a black woman? I should have changed schools, right? I mean, what was wrong <laughs> with that school? <laughs> that no. was fine. Everything, yeah, that happened, is my, everything happened the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and look what we have. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Everything. You know, Shirley Chisholm was it. almost my Black Excellent choice. Okay. okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because she was the first Black woman voted into Congress. Right. So, very historic. And, and very when important. I met her, I just thought she, I was like, wow, she's a really nice lady. You know, but, yeah. and, you know, I mean, when you're a kid, I knew the importance and I knew, I knew I was in the presence of greatness. Because mm -hmm. I knew that with, honestly, with my grandmother, it's like, whose grandmother does like these things? Um, but, but I, I was very blessed to have the grandmother that I had because she exposed me to so many different people and trailblazers and just taught me what was possible. Um, and yeah, it's beautiful to, to live that out and see that in, in all of you and, and everything that we do, that we are possible. Absolutely. Everything is possible. Absolutely. Because we're happy, right? There you go. <laughs> that has a lot to do with it. Well, <laughs> we're about to go into our last segment of the show. It's a wrap. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. More, uh... Uh, wah, wah. <laughs> no, we have some things that we want to tell everybody before we sign off. Um, uh, first of all, the new segment, I want you to remember that, you know, you know what y'all said. That's very important to us because we want to hear from you and we want to respond. So please keep tuning in. Tell friends and if there's something you want to hear us talk about, send us an email, please, please go to our Facebook page, go to our IG page. And it is, he said, he said, he said, live, 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 <laughs> live at IG or Facebook, Facebook. And at Gmail. We are completely branded with he said, he said, he said live. So you. if you go anywhere and you want to find us, you just type in he said, he said, he said live. Yes. Yes. Boom. And we will respond to you. Yes. Um, next week, y'all, April 2nd, um, this show is going to be pretty powerful. The topic of next week is 
the N word. Wow. Okay. It's Negativity. the N word. <laughs> the N word. Now, <laughs> now, we're not going to be throwing it all over the all over the, the internet, but there's some topic around the N word, and we want to share it with you. So, April the second, our next show topic is the N word. Wow, sounds good. I'll definitely be there. <laughs> and so, is this ER or is this the N word ER or the N word A? Are we doing the nuanced distinction between the two or a little bit of the both? Or there's also AH, right? Well, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna talk about <laughs> it because <laughs> well, we'll be here. <laughs> I can go down the beat. street and hear one version and go up the other block and hear another. Okay, so yeah, but but but, but we're, we're going to talk about it. That's right. We're, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so, wow. um, is there anything you guys want to say before I give everybody the last word for the week? Well, in case I haven't mentioned it, our social media is happening. We have a Facebook page, and I want to thank everyone because after last week's show we jumped up to 200 likes, like mm -hmm. almost over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I have another goal. I want us to get to 250 likes. It would be nice to do that between now and the next show. So uh, if you are, if you have not already, please go and like our Facebook page. It's He Said, He Said, He Said Live. Mm -hmm. um, and share it, invite some other friends to share it. We're gonna be adding more content, mm -hmm. um, clips, more quotes. It's gonna, we, you don't wanna miss any of it. And you can get links to the show and other things that are going on with our listeners, as well as what we're planning to do for next shows. Hey, Bosch, are we also on YouTube as well? Or for, um, for people who have missed our show, can they can they see previous shows from YouTube? What? Uh, yes. And what we will do is link that yeah. from our Facebook page. From our Facebook so page. If yes. you miss any content, want to see the show, go to our Facebook page and we'll link it either back to NNPA's mm -hmm. page because mm -hmm. you can also see it there, mm -hmm. uh, which is another place, which we'll link to that as well. So we'll link you yeah. to the NNPA uh, YouTube page so you can see the show mm -hmm. as well as to the NNPA mm -hmm. Facebook page, which is also probably where most of you have come to see this particular episode. So we're going to link you back so you can it, share it so that other friends can see it or if you want to watch it again because you miss some of our scintillating conversation we'll hook you up hey guys we got a couple of seconds and i need to give everybody the words of the week all right surround yourself with love protect your heart with peace and live your life in love all right you guys have a good week and we hope to see you next friday on he said he said he said he, he said. said. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Have a great it. weekend. Yeah, this is really great. Bye, everybody. Bye -bye.